Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Moistar Podcast. Today we have Clint Story. Uh, we got him back again. Uh, he's the uh, the head baseball coach for Allen Community College in Iowa, Kansas. And uh, last last episode, he was uh, I was breaking his brain on on uh, how to get recruited to play at a junior college college level. Um, you know what is what it's like to play at that level and the benefits uh, of it. So, uh, but this week I really uh, I really wanted him. Uh, to talk about a little bit more about what they do for the community, uh, I think it's pretty unique him and his his players. Um, so, coach, if you don't mind, just kind of walk us through kind of what you do um, uh, with uh, with the younger teams in the in the community. Yeah, no, we um, a couple years back before COVID, they started a there was a club started that was called sek impact which is southeastern kansas impact um it was started by a guy named aaron franklin very good friend of mine uh very good person um and he started it and he named it impact because he wanted to impact uh the kids their lives the community because everybody remembers their first you know, or every really little league coach that they had, they remember the experience, they remember um, all of those things. And I was approached about doing the baseball side of it. And so what we do is I took over the baseball operations, which is basically the coaching side of it. And our players also uh, coach. So they have practices once a week, uh, with us and our guys we run station we do basically everything that we do in our practices for the most part and our our players help coach them they know them so they'll run into them in walmart and our our we have a nine u or we now we have the 10 u and two 11 u's and we're going to have a seven u as well and it's really good for our guys to be able to facilitate um, relationships and really give back to the community that they're involved in. And it happens to be the community that I've lived in for 10 years. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Our assistants get involved in it. Our players get involved in it. And it's just really awesome to watch our guys. Like last night we had a basketball game and we had kids that are on those teams here. Our team was here watching the game and, they interact in the hallway. They know their names. They come out to our games. Um, our guys will actually go to their games. They've went to their flag football games before just to go watch them, you know, and just say hi mm. and <clears throat> gives them something to do too. No, that's pretty cool. Um, so what, what are you guys normally like you guys play locally or you play, you know, your triple SA or what are you guys? We play, play? Uh, yeah, we play you triple SA uh, and um, the very first year this started, we went and we had eight U's and uh, nine U's. And we went over to Pittsburgh, Kansas and played in a league. And um, the league, because of COVID, there was basically, we had nine-year-olds playing against some 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds because the, wow. the, the way the league was formed. Mm -hmm. And we got drummed. And we only we only didn't get run ruled one game, and of course all the parents are like, "What are we doing? Why? Like what? Like we're not any good." Blah 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 blah. So, um, 
then you fast forward, and then this last summer, we played U-Triple-S-A, and we had two teams, two 10-U teams, and we divided them directly down the middle. And um, I think we got runner-up, or we got uh, we got beat to go to the finals in our second tournament. Our third tournament, we made it to the finals, and our fourth and fifth tournament, we won it. And then um, we took another group, uh, kind of a combined group, with, and also had some kids from – they were all from southeast Kansas, and we went to the Sunflower State games, which where you're at would be like the Sooner State games, and we won that as well. So right. we, we scored like 18 runs in the first inning of this tournament, and one of the moms, she's awesome. She uh, like, she's really good. She does a lot of our secretarial stuff, and she uh, – she was like, oh, this is miserable. And she was one of the naysayers about going to Pittsburgh when we were just getting we we're getting mauled. I mean, we, we got run ruled in three innings, like every single game but one. And mm-hmm. I told her I was like kind of, you know, and she was like, I don't want like she just couldn't grasp why we would go do that. And so she was like, this is miserable. I was like, I know I'm going. I left after the first in, or during the middle of the first inning. We scored like 18 runs and. I was leaving. She's like, are you leaving? I was like, yeah, this kind of reminds me of Pittsburgh, doesn't it? But the reverse. And she uh, was like, uh, <laughs> all right. So I then I went to another field because we had another team playing like two fields over and they were getting ready to start. And I'm like, I don't really, uh, if we blow an 18 run lead or it's pool play, it, wins and losses, whatever. It's about the kids and enjoying their time. And, you know, so it was, it, it's been a very good experience for us just watching the growth of the of the community and the growth of the little little guys right now that's pretty cool um so how, how do you think it benefits the, also the uh, your your college players because in my mind i'm thinking uh, well i'm gonna let you just speak on that so how do you think it benefits the uh, the college players um I, you know they i know for for me it would seem that it, it would kind of be annoying, you know, that you're done with your practice, you go eat dinner, and instead of going and doing what you want to do, you got to come back for an hour and a half or two hours and coach little kids. Mm-hmm. And, but if it is annoying to them, they do a great job of faking it because <laughs> they really seem to enjoy it. And but again, it goes back to the recruiting process and making sure you're getting good kids from good families. And that's very important. And so I think that the, the vetting process and recruiting, those guys are literally going to enjoy doing that. And Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a character thing. So if a kid has a good character, he's going to want to give back. Right. No, I think, I think it's pretty cool. And the reason why I was asking, and, and, and I was letting you answer before I told you what I thought, but I, I just think it's pretty, um, pretty important for those college kids to be able to work with those kids because it allows them, I, I feel like some things start to click for them even better. Like some of the stuff that you're teaching, like the more they say it, then it starts to make sense for themselves. So like, that's what kind of what I do with the younger ones. I have them help out the younger, the other younger ones. And so it starts to click for them um, even more. Um, now, so how do you do about coaching so many different teams? Like, do you have 
the college players like coach them or you have your assistant like coach some teams and you coach the other ones or how do you guys go about that uh, traditionally in the past our our players just they actually were there was four or five guys that would go with me to pittsburgh whenever we were playing in that because we had um we had two different teams at that time and so they would two of them would go with me two of them would go uh with the other team and so they don't coach in the games so we try to schedule it to where i can go and be able to coach all of the teams so we have we have dads on the team uh we it's a it's a not it's a llc it's a non-profit um and we have a board we have all of that so we go to the board and we basically get the right dads to coach in case i can't be there but then they're also coaching as well because you know it takes more than one coach obviously but i do all of the coaching that i can and then what i can't do there's actually a dad is the head coach of every team but then mm -hmm. when i'm there you know i run the defense the offense and um do all that okay and how are they able able to afford to play on this uh on this club i mean is there any type of fundraiser so, the, so for the year it is a hundred dollars for a kid right. um and they then do we do corporate sponsorships we send out letters uh, i say we i don't do any of that stuff i don't have mm -hmm. anything to do with it um the board handles that and there's people that have responsibilities that are on the board uh, i'm actually a non-voting member on the board so i my vote doesn't <laughs> it doesn't matter so right. they also do we do corporate sponsorships we do raffles we do um super bowl squares march madness brackets anything we can do because uh we do we do make money um running the practices and i do get i get my expenses paid and i think it's um a hundred dollars a day and or 150 if i coach more than one team and they just they do that to make it worth my while and i don't have to pay for anything they treat me very well mm -hmm. um aaron aaron franklin has done a great job making sure that um everything runs smoothly and i'm taken care of and that means because at the beginning i drove over to pittsburgh took my guys out to eat did all that and i didn't ask for a dime and i didn't get a dime and so i i think after a while they were kind of like all right you know like we need to do something if we want to keep him around which i would have still been around but so it's it's very inexpensive because there's kids that pay $1,500 or $2,000 or any parent listening to this is going to go. So you're telling me that I pay a hundred dollars and I have to do a little bit of fundraising by selling raffle tickets and I get coached by college baseball. My son gets coached by a college baseball coach and his team. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like, like, uh, okay. So we do have, we do have a pretty good following and, uh, I, I go out and I watch, you know, I'll run into these kids at wrestling tournaments. My son's six. So I'll run into them with wrestling tournaments, basketball tournaments, flag football. They do soccer. They do all of it. And I'll run into them 
like anywhere. Like I can be driving mm. just in, uh, you know, two blocks from my house and three kids will run out to my truck and flag me down just to say hi, you know? Right. And so that's, that's pretty cool because they, and it's, and it's, it's gotten past the point of them being like, Oh, he's a college baseball coach. They don't see me like that anymore. They just see me as their coach, which is pretty cool to me. No, that is pretty cool. What about, did the, do you ever have them come out to your practices or games um, at the, uh, at the school? Usually they, they will come and we will be about 15 minutes. If they get there early, we structure our practices to where we can run them at five 30. So if we start at two and we're done at five 30, they might be there for the 15, 20 minutes while we're wrapping up. And then uh, usually the guys, we, we have rotations of guys uh, that will help with the practices. So they might, they might cut out 10 minutes early from practice at the end to go eat and then they'll come back and help. No, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Now, um, did, would you they, recommend? I, 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 they will come to our games. We actually do every spring we have a deal where they can come out on the field and do the national anthem with our players. So, okay. so they, they do, they do come to our games and some more than others. And, um, so it's, it's pretty neat, you know, to have them be able to see it and just give back to the game and, and that's given so much to us, if that makes sense. Now, and I also think it's pretty cool because they, they, you know, kind of lets them see, what it's like to play at the college level. And I'm sure a lot of them have that, uh, have that goal in mind. Um, now, <clears throat> when it comes to uh, um, other schools doing it, like would you recommend other schools doing it for their communities or, or do you think it's too much of a headache? <laughs> uh, it, it's not, well, the way ours, if it's structured correctly, it's not a headache. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, advocate for anyone to get back to their community and grow the game. Uh, that's, that's why I'm in the business that I'm in. That's why I do it because the game gave back to me. I, I would be, I don't know what I would be doing right now if it wasn't for baseball. Right. Right. No, that's, that's, that's a pretty good point. Um, and then obviously I pretty much already asked you this, but how, how do you think it would benefit, you know, college players just to, uh, to coach, um, you know, 10 new teams or nine new teams or 11 new teams or younger teams. Like how would that, how would it benefit them? Well, in a, you walk into any restaurant, you walk into any classroom and 80% of everyone in that building is going to be on their cell phone. And so I think it gives them the ability to interact socially uh, mm -hmm. And also, I think you you put it great. Like it, it helps them kind of think about their own game and mm -hmm. with mechanics and with footwork and with just different throwing mechanics, all of that. And it makes them think about it to where they've just done it and they've been taught somewhere along the way. So they're probably teaching something that they've been taught, which I think is important. I think it gets them out of their shell and allows them to make relationships. And I think they see the value in it uh, as a whole, because I have had guys be like, Hey, when do we start practice with the little guys again? You mm -hmm. know, so they look, so again, like I said, if they, if they get annoyed by it, they do a really good job of faking it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure they look forward to it. So that's cool. Mm -hmm. um, now, um, 
I don't want to keep you here too long. I wanted to make this a shorter interview, but I really want people to know um, kind of what you guys do outside of just, you know, um, uh, school, you know, how you uh, help out the community and everything. But um, what what advice would you give to those travel ball coaches out there? Uh, and even myself, because I, I coach travel ball or, or, or dads, I coach travel ball. What advice would you give them? Breathe. <clears throat> You said breathe. Yeah, breathe. Uh, right. and that's if you go to any youth game, you won't find it with us. Uh, but right. you go to any youth game, I would tell the travel ball coaches to to allow the kids to learn the game by playing it. Um, mm -hmm. You go to any game and you will hear it. It's a kid swings at a pitch at his eyes. And hey, that one's high, or hey, you're late. Hey, you're this. Hey, you're that. Hey, you're this. Hey, you're okay. You're fine. Stop crying. You struck out. You're fine. We get in such a huge habit of pointing out the obvious and telling these kids how they're feeling when you don't know how they're feeling. Mm -hmm. um, is that kid crying because he feel like he was in the backyard with his dad? that he only gets to see part of the time because it's split custody and his dad threw him a thousand balls over the weekend because it was his weekend to have with his son and he struck out. So he feels like he, he you know, he feels like he failed his dad and his dad's not proud of him. And then you're telling him you're fine. You're fine. No, that kid's not fine because it, it hurt him to not have the success. So you allow him to process, process it himself. Because right. I've done that and I've allowed kids to process it themselves. And what happens is, is they turn around and they will come to me with stuff. And they're, I had a 10-year-old uh, several times. It's happened a lot. But I had a 10-year-old tell me deep stuff. And he was like, yeah, I, you know. And it, it comes after the game. Maybe we have a game in between and he sits in a lawn chair next to me and we're waiting to go play again. And he's like, yeah, you know, I blah, 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 blah about my dad or my mom or, you know, this person always yells at me or this person does this. And so we talk through it. And I think that that becomes important too, is you gotta be, if, if you're out doing it because of your own ego and because you like to win and you think winning's the most important thing, what do you do whenever it's done? Right. What do you do when it's over? When you can't ever play again or that 11U season's done and you won state. You, you do a couple different things if you're that guy. Is you, you go and you blast it on Facebook because you want the attention of it. And it's not posting. Like I, I understand parents post pictures of the team and the trophy and we won. That's fine. But it's the... If it's the first thing that comes up in conversation, whenever I meet you and you find out that I'm a college baseball coach and you want to tell me how good your 11U team was three years ago, that's that's not okay. So my advice would be just breathe. Like I let the kids play. Like right. just you got you got two ears and one mouth, so you should listen twice as much as you talk. Just listen to your kids. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good advice because 
I've been coaching travel ball now for I think five, six years now. And um and I and I, I feel like I've seen I've seen enough. And it's it just it's kind of sad how the uh you know the coaches can get pretty intense and they they also try to and, and I talked to Justin, I know you're not Justin Williams, we talked about the health of the kids' arms. Uh, you know, they want to mm -hmm. go out there and they 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 get greedy and they wanna throw that kid out there a hundred pitches and and then maybe that he's not gonna get hurt. Uh, you know, the next day or that year, but eventually it'll start to, it'll start to wear out him. And, and like, I, I feel like a lot of coaches, um, you know, they start yelling just to make up for not knowing what to teach. <laughs> so that's what uh, I've noticed. They're like, I catch the ball. Like they don't tell him how to catch it. They just catch the ball. Like, obviously he doesn't, he's not out there trying to miss yeah. every ball. Throw strikes. Yep. How do you throw? I don't know. Don't, yeah, don't, yeah. Uh, get a lead. Uh, you know, I can right. keep going about the stuff I hear, you know, that is just it's it's crazy to me. And I think you're correct that people will mock and make fun of what they don't understand. So right. if you don't understand the game, you're going to mock it and catch the ball, like throw the ball. Or Here's here's one for you. Um, balls hit to the outfield kid catches it he's up looking for the shortstop for his cut and every person in the entire park is yelling oh, yeah. get it in yeah get it in get it in get it in the kid's like whoa like and he yeah. freaks out like do you think he's gonna check and see what kind of ball like what do you think he's going to do with it let's not yell get it in and just see what happens if he hangs on to it the shortstop's gonna yell I'm like hey throw me the ball right like let them do it you know so you're yelling get it in like what do you think he's gonna do with it Take it yeah. home with him. Like mm -hmm. he knows what to do. His cut ain't even turned around yet, you know, because he's going for. He had to go cover second, and then he decide. And then it gets it breaks the barrier. So then the plays at third. So he's got to get out there. So he's running over there to get out there, and he the guy's not looking at him, but everybody's yelling, "Get it in!" And then the right. kid sits there and pump fakes, and then so they yell louder. Like mm -hmm. I, I, it's anybody in in their job. Uh, I don't. You know, I don't care what it is, but I don't go get my oil changed and crawl underneath the car with the mechanic and start yelling at him like, no, that's that. No, that's the plug right there. Put the plug in. Put the plug in. No, you don't do that. That's a good like, point. So allow them to just play. It's not about you. It's not. It's about them. And the right. amount of kids that if they get out or they swing at a bad pitch or they do something negative they always look where right they to look at the coach yeah the parents yeah they look at their parents every single one of them so our parents i've had conversations with them that they don't yell they just sit there the kids have stopped looking at them right. um they'll <clears throat> you know i don't look at them if they do something bad I just go about my business. And so they have to process it because baseball is the ultimate game of failure. You fail 70% of the time offensively in the big leagues, you're a Hall of Famer. Right. Yeah. And and I, I think one of the things that I also noticed, and I'm not trying to take up your time much longer here, but I, I just think it's important to bring it up. Um, you know, I see kids making errors, like especially I work with a lot of infielders. And one of the toughest plays for them is to get that short hop out there. And I don't care how many times they miss, especially in practice. Like I want them to get come to learning how to reach out there and actually be aggressive. But the problem Absolutely. is that, you know, they miss the ball in the game or they miss the ball in practice and they tell them to catch the ball. And then obviously he's never going to be able to play with freedom. He's always going to be tight. He's going to be freaking tense 
And then we 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 want to tell the kids to have fun. You, you ain't gonna have fun out there when you're yelling at the kids and telling them not to miss, miss the ball. Like they're trying to go out there and miss every ground ball. Um, so I think that drives me crazy myself. So um, any anything else that you have in mind that you would like to? Uh... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think uh, you know, going back to the community service stuff, we do. You know, we go, uh, we adopt four kids over Christmas. Uh, we buy them gifts. We never meet the kid. Um, and uh, we kind of touched on this in a private conversation um, mm -hmm. that can anybody do a good deed anymore without posting it on social media? Right. Uh, and right. we go like tomorrow, we'll have 10 guys that'll go to a neighboring town about 10 miles away and they'll be waiting on the bus to drop the kids off. And they're going to give high fives to the kids as they're walking in to go to school. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just kind of like school's important, you know, so that's and we do uh we volunteer we help with the dodgeball tournament we do uh trunk or treat um we carry the flag during veterans day in a big parade we i we do all kinds of stuff and so the other switching gears I, with the travel coaches i think that every it, it, a coach will realize if you can come to a realization that nothing is ever the kid's fault, it's your fault as a coach, mm -hmm. then you'll figure it out. And I'm not talking physical errors. I'm talking mental errors, because if you, you train until you can't get it wrong. And so if a kid messes up, that's your fault as a coach because you didn't have them prepared well enough. Right. No, that's not a good physical point. errors because those are going to happen. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what you said about social media, I obviously I'm <laughs> I'm on social media a bunch. Uh, I post all the time, but um, I think it's got pros and con pros and cons. Like, you know, like kind of like what you're saying, you know, doing a good um, good for the for the community and not and not posting is good. But I also think sometimes you have to post it just to more people to see what's going on and, and they get involved. But I see what you're saying because a lot of people do it just you know, kind of being fake. <laughs> and so, well, but no, uh, yeah, absolutely. And we, we have posted, I'm not trying to be hypocritical, but we right. have posted some things on social media of us, of us doing some of those things. And it's more to stay relevant. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't post everything. It, right. It's more to stay relevant than it is anything else. And right. um, so I'm not saying that that's a bad thing because, you know, any publicity is good publicity. I've heard someone say that before and it makes sense, but yeah. I don't want our guys to get in the habit of thinking that we're doing these things for clicks. Right. Likes. right. You know, mm -hmm. that's what I'm trying to, you know, get at. Right. No, that's a good point. Well, coach, I really appreciate you again for your time. Um, I know I had you uh, last episode and I, I just, I really want people to, uh, you know, see this side of you and your, your school and your, what you guys do for the community. And again, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, I'm gonna leave the link below to for you guys to um, check out uh, the website of the school. Um, I think it's, I think if you're in the area, I think it'd be cool to uh, to check it out. So, uh, and again, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, please subscribe, give it a thumbs up, and remember, keep it moist out. Hey guys, Moist Out Baseball here. If you're interested in having me come out to your city for a fielding camp or a hitting camp, or if you're in the Oklahoma area and you're looking for private lessons or group lessons, you can shoot me a text at 251-509-3815. You can also email me at moistout33 at gmail.com. Keep it moist out.